Welcome to Tuning In with Kathy Presland and Marin Enkelman. We have conversations about human nature at work, how to be more of who you are and have more of what you want. Marin, welcome. Hello, Kathy. Today, I thought we would talk about the topic of commitment. This is something that that's come up because I guess I've changed my perspective on it over time. And as I've come to more deeply understand that when we think something, we're creating it through thought, we're not necessarily looking at something that is absolutely real. So the experience that I have of something, my feelings towards something are something that I'm creating in the moment. And it's interesting to think about commitment because commitment something obviously that we we attach a long-term meaning to. But if I'm living a moment-by-moment experience, what then in that context is commitment to something that goes beyond the moment? And if we think about things like like agreements with people, whether it's an agreement with a team member for a piece of work that might run over days or weeks, whether it's a commitment like a contract at work that we take on a project or a program that runs over a period of years, or whether it's something like we were just talking about marriage before we got on the call, whether it's something like marriage where most people enter into that moment of agreement with something that they expect to be lasting a lifetime. And indeed, the commitment is something that we make above and beyond the good times and the bad times and the the feelings in the moment. So I guess for me, that was something I've been thinking a lot about at the moment. And how do we balance the ups and downs of, of how we might feel about something in the moment versus knowing at a deep level that there's something that we want to remain committed to, or conversely, it's something that actually this has now run its course and we need to make a switch or we need to to draw something to a close. So that's my opening on the topic. What's your your understanding of the word commitment? Oh, it's an interesting one. Um, Commitment is something that for me personally has played a, a huge role probably throughout my entire life. I, I, I find commitment extremely important. You commit to, to certain people, to certain deadlines, appointments. I, I, I'm terribly annoyed with people who don't show up at, at a certain time, you know, it's kind of being late or uh, I find that very disrespectful. So for me, that is a way of showing commitment to, to an agreement or a person and we were talking about it as in, in a relationship concept where, yes, of course, just because you committed once, you agreed to marry someone doesn't mean that you, this is going to be, I mean, there, there are lots of people who, who decide not to be married anymore. So you have to renew that commitment on, on a regular basis, probably for yourself um, in order to, to be valid. But there are still times when it's not, um, you know, where the in the moment feel wouldn't actually I mean if you if you only went by what you feel in the moment you would probably not stick to this person because it's just uh, very unpleasant or inconvenient or or hard work whereas your commitments kind of make you stick to the person not because you you promised 
to do that, but you kind of know that the bigger the bigger idea is um, still something you you want in your life. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's the trick. Maybe the commitment is not for the little nitty gritty day to day details. I was thinking well, we were talking about team situations where you commit to achieve a goal in a certain time frame and when the go- uh, the going gets tough in the middle of the of the project then you can't just turn around and say like oh no that's not what I signed up for I'm I'm going you've, you've you've committed to do that and and everyone in the process the whole team has their special role to play and uh, they're, they're all important to to make it happen so you just have to find different ways and your commitment is probably not to the the road you take but more to the overall maybe it's setting your destination maybe that's commitment i agree i think it's something about um so there's, there's a couple of things in there so if we think about an individual commitment i'm going to use an example from myself and then let's look at this concept of a commitment between people and between teams or in relationships because i think that's it's kind of the same but it appears to be slightly different so mm-hmm. so something that's kind of easy for me to to articulate is that i write out every week to people on my email list and i don't always feel like writing in the week at one level, I could say, well, I have a commitment to a weekly schedule of writing. Yeah. And so as the week goes on, then ideas start to develop and I meet that. And sometimes it's a Saturday, sometimes it's a Sunday. This week it was actually slipped today because I was busy at the end of the week. And I give myself a kind of a license that if I really have no ideas, I can post out something that I've written before with a bit, little bit of an introductory note. So I have a slight kind of get out of jail free card for myself, which I've never actually used. So at one level, I could say, well, my commitment is to my weekly schedule. But actually, that's not true. Because if if I felt as if I no longer wanted to write to people, then I wouldn't write to them. And if I wanted to do something else, like we're now doing the audios, I had a little conversation with somebody on my list about, well, does that mean I'm going to stop writing as often? And, And actually, it made me reflect on, no, that's not the case. I do value the writing. And for me, that's an important way of expressing myself. So it almost kind of renewed my commitment to communicating through writing. But if I felt that I didn't want to write, then I wouldn't write. I'd do something else. The deeper commitment is about the engagement with the people around me and the, the kind of the sharing of my ideas and the communication with the people that I'm sharing with. So it's almost as if there are, there are layers deeper and deeper and deeper the more I dig down into it. So I think you're right that it becomes not the task, it becomes more about the direction. And then at some point, it's not even about the direction. It's about the, the wider purpose. It's about tapping into well, why are we even here at some very deep level when we dig down. Commitment used to be something that I would look at the very surface level. I'd look at the tangible form that it was taking. So for example, with the audio series, the podcast that we're creating, at some point in the past, I might have been anxious that I wouldn't be able to keep up the commitment to this. And so it might put me off starting. Mm-hmm. It might be, well, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I'm going to complete this. I don't know if this is the thing for me. And so because like you, I hold responsibility as quite a high value, then I would, I would want to feel that I could make the commitment before I leapt in. 
And now I see it quite differently. Now I see it that this is something that I want to explore. And if we do six episodes, fantastic. If we do 60 episodes, that's also fantastic. One is a demonstration of a deeper commitment, but one isn't right and the other isn't wrong. It just is, well, that's not the form that we, that we want to put our expression into. So I'm pretty clear when I'm thinking about my own commitment that it's about what is underneath the form of it and how I feel in any moment, how I feel about my writing, for example, week to week or day to day, or I don't feel that motivated. I can see that that's, that that's a reflection of the mood that I'm in. Mm. It is not a reflection of my commitment to communicate and engage with the people around me. So in some cases, it's really easy for me to see that. And so because I see that that's what it is, it's a reflection of my state of mind. I don't take it seriously. I don't respond to it. And you know, I continue to, to show up every week and write. And for me, that's pretty easy. It's pretty clear. I don't need to pay attention to those times when I think I'm not going to write now. I'm just going to go out for coffee with friends or whatever. Where I think it becomes as easy to see, but sometimes more difficult to deal with is when we are in a team situation or when we're in a family situation, a relationship situation, when we have both a different understanding of what it is we're committed to and when people don't necessarily see that their feeling about the commitment, their attachment to the commitment is coming from their state of mind and is not really coming from the, the commitment. I have a situation with a client that he was talking about this program of work that he's engaged in in the office and situations with their external funder ha- have changed. And he he no longer thinks they need to continue to do this, but people in his office still want to do it. So they're using words like, well, we're committed to this. We've always done it. And he actually sees that they can fulfill the commitment to deliver work of this type in a different way through different projects in response to yeah. external shifting situations. He's not attached to the particular nature of this piece of work. And for me, I guess that's like whether I write or whether I do an audio or whether I do a video, that's just the form of it. To me, that matters way less than the fact that I'm doing something that is interesting and engaging. And that's his perspective. In the team situation, he's finding it tricky to disentangle for other people, what is commitment versus what is just the state of mind in the moment attachment to something that's become slightly outdated and is actually not really fulfilling the commitment. And I think that's where it becomes interesting because we can more often see it clearly for ourselves, but either we can't see it for other people or even when we do see it for other people, how do we then communicate that without getting into a I'm right, you're wrong debate? Mm. That becomes the question then. What do we do when we can see that our degree of commitment is perhaps different or perhaps the same, but we're we're committed at a different level than they're committed? Yeah. I mean that's that's super interesting, especially when there's sort of a change going on in work setup, like you know, the the a new manager coming in to the team, taking over a legacy of things that have been done, dealt with in a certain way. And kind of a reshuffling of commitments and priorities that uh, need to take place in that situation where you look at there, there was a, a client newsletter every Monday of the week. 
there is a certain, you know, kind of practical things that have been done in a certain way. And it's an amazing, amazing gift, I find, to, to understand that the commitment itself is not to not to the tool is more to what is behind the thing that you're doing that i think that's that's a really powerful way of communicating it as well so you you can you can say you know i'm still committed to communicating with our clients but we found that newsletters and never nobody ever reads them they just put them in in their trash folders straight away we found that to get to our clients is a much better, more effective, more interactive way of, of dealing with them. But you're still committed to the sort of behind behind the activity idea. And it's, it's good to untangle that. I find that an extremely powerful way of dealing with it to communicate it as well. And at the other extreme, we don't want to flip and flop. Yeah. In the work example with the client communications, we don't want to say, well, let's send a newsletter once or let's do a video once. At another level, we do also need to have a sense of commitment's probably not the right word, but a sense of continuity or consistency mm. or actually I need to try this. And how long is too long? How do we know when we're flogging a dead horse versus giving something a fair chance of demonstrating its its value and again that's a it's another well how would we possibly know mm. until it becomes obvious and i think that's the question that is answered by am i looking at this through the glasses of my state of mind in the moment am i looking at this of oh yeah i just have a bad feeling about this or no 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 i want to continue to do it because i was really excited about it and i don't want to give it up like the, like the kid with the toy. And when we can step out of that and we can see that actually this is coming from, I'm a little bit in my head about this. If I step back from any personal attachment to one direction or another direction and take a more objective perspective on this, then have I got enough data? Do we need to continue this experiment for a little longer? Or am I getting a sense that it's not giving us the result and I want to cut it off quickly so we can shift our resources to something else? All of these are questions which I think are more easily answered when we can come out of that thought-based attachment, which is something that often gives us a like a kind of a sticky feeling. You know, I feel bad if we give up or I feel as if I have to keep doing this because it's what I know. You know, all of these things are signals that we're actually not looking at something from the most objective perspective, that we're tangling up our own, our own sense of identity in some way with the outcome of what it is we're doing. And that's a place where we can't see things. That's a place from which we can't see things clearly. These are all good questions, I think. Yeah, I still think there is a a difference between commitment, work harder, um, kind of you you signed up for something, you have to to do it until you die, kind of thing, or a commitment that is coming from the inside, which is really about setting your intentions into a direction and being open enough to to, to allow you know whatever way it takes to get there to be inspired and to be flexible about the path not to be committed and bogged down to certain technical details don't have a better word for it but but more to the idea and the bigger picture 
And I think especially when you work with lots of different teams involved, that's extremely important to have that sort of vision and to be committed to that, you know, the overall outcome and the overall goal that everyone shares rather than just one aspect of it, which is um, in the greater scheme of things, not that important. Yeah. And you said something interesting there, which is that sometimes we make commitment into a thing. It's as if it's as if it has a definition and it's a good thing and therefore we have to do it because it's like it's a thing. But in fact, commitment is nothing more than tapping into what it is we know to be right and obvious in any moment. So I think about this with my my son, my oldest son's in Australia. I don't feel that I have a commitment to him. You know, I don't have a thing between us. But it's obvious to me to message him every day or every couple of days. It's obvious to say, hang on, we haven't spoken for a few days. When are you off work? Let's try and connect. I don't feel as if I've got this thing called commitment into which I'm putting our relationship. It's something that when I am tapped into the deeper connection between us, it's almost as if it is the result of the connection between us rather than the commitment to the relationship that is therefore creating the results. I don't know if that, that makes sense. You don't call him because you're his mother and that's what mothers are supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, if some people could see it like that, some people say, well, how would you not call him you're his mother? That's what mothers are supposed to do. You'd be a terrible person. Yeah. But it doesn't occur to me that I wouldn't. Maybe it's not such a great example with children because it seems more obvious that we would stay in contact with them. But well, not everyone does, though. Not everyone does, but I guess in a in a relationship, it's almost the same. Like I stay with my partner not because I have this thing called commitment, but because I because I want to, and because I think he wants to, and because mm. we have this thing between us that seems like we are moving in the same direction. And if something did happen that shifted the relationship, then I might bring up the word commitment and I might question myself, Mm. I might question him, I might question what it is that we're creating between us. Yeah, but I thought you were committed. I thought we'd entered into this partnership on this basis. It's almost like I'm kind of waving the contract at him. But but the question I'm really asking, if that's the behavior that I that I go to, then the question I'm really asking is what am I making it mean? Mm. that I want to continue in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to be in a relationship. I'm making it then mean something about me that it's terrible to be alone or it's terrible to have spent all these years with somebody who then decides to walk away. The commitment itself is not the thing which drives the action. I think there's a there's a deeper sense of, is this something that we really both want to be in? And and it's fair to bring up things like agreements. You know, in a work situation, we do have contracts yeah. with people and we have written contracts, we have unwritten contracts with our members of staff. I often have clients who say, you know, gosh, if only everybody in my team would do exactly what I wanted them to do, life would be perfect. Well, I think that about my children uh, all <laughs> of the time. And mm-hmm. it's an interesting perspective in that context. Or so what are you actually committed to? What are they committed to? What do they understand commitment to be? Because they could have a different understanding than you do. And at what stages are you then going to have another conversation? Well, hang on a minute. My understanding was that we were both committed to working Mm -hmm. on this report, that we would get it out by the end of the week. You don't seem to be committed to it because you've gone off to work on this other project. It's the the deeper agreement 
that was somehow faulty from the outset, it seems to me, not that commitment is this stick to wave over somebody. What is in that person's mind that they think it's okay to not work on a piece of work that, that you want them to work on? What is missing in the communication, I think, is the, is the piece to look at, not to use the commitment as a way to blame somebody. Yeah. And the word compliance kind of comes up for me the, the whole time, which, which I think is an interesting one in this context, because especially when, you know, when I think about projects that I ran previously, where it was absolutely important for different teams within the organization, which come from completely different, completely different directions with completely different ideas agendas as well you know where where the thing you're trying to create is is something completely different for one team than for another and you still need their commitment in in order to get it off the ground and to bring it into the into the world and how do you find that at that level and how do you create the sort of common denominator you know to, to use that phrase where, where everyone is still sees the bigger picture of, of it and sees the value for, from their point of view, but still in their, in their context. It makes me think about people that I've worked with, both in my own team and in wider teams, where we've been trying to implement huge, huge, huge multi-billion pound projects, where obviously there's a, a lot of moving pieces. And to some extent, you want a degree of individuation and you want a degree of creativity and you want somebody to take the thing and make it their own because that's how that's mm -hmm. how they're going to show up that's how they're going to bring their commitment to something but you also want some kind of compliance or some degree of buying into this yeah. direction this purpose because at the end of the day it's a contract or there's an agreement that this is what we're going to deliver. And I've worked in the public sector where there's obviously accountability to yeah. taxpayers and voters and so on that we don't just allow people to go off and do whatever it is they want to do. That There is something, there is a direction that we're all moving in. And if we all move in the same direction, the whole will be greater than the sum of the parts. So actually there's a kind of a multiplier effect from everybody putting their commitment to pushing one car up a hill versus everybody pushing an individual car up a hill, we're much more likely to get the car over the top if we all get behind it. And again, I think it's that stepping back to what is the objective reality here and what is it we can all see and where can we bring a common understanding and where can we bring buy-in, even if it's not necessarily the first choice of how we would do it. And to me, it's the same thing that if we can get people out of... Yeah the subjective reality that a lot of us live in, the subjective reality isn't contributing to that greater whole. It's only contributing to, to my made-up sense of who I think I am and, and what I think I'm yeah. up to on a day-to-day -day basis. And if I can step out of that and see that actually I am creating that in the little virtual reality game that's running in my head, that is not something that I need to bring to, to this bigger project, then I can can put down my virtual reality glasses and I can bring all of the skills and talents that I can bring and all of my creativity to the bigger project without attachment for whether it's done my way or, or another way. Mm. It's about then what are we creating in the world? What are the results? What's the direction? 
where are we getting to? What's this outcome that I'm just a small part of? That I think comes from removing the the kind of individual attachment to to whatever it is, to to recognition, to ego, to uh, to a sense of self. It seems therefore like my commitment is the thing that I will bring on a day to day basis because I see that bigger picture, not because commitment is the thing that is driving me. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? How we how once we step out of the personal that it's much easier to create the results we want, whether it's at work, whether it's at home. And, and again, in a relationship, if I'm bringing the personal to the, the day-to-day little debates that we might have over the kitchen table, the relationship's not going to go as well as if I bring my most loving self to that relationship. So it's almost as if the commitment is a result rather than the contract. Yeah, I agree with that. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, let's draw it to a close today. An interesting look at commitment. I think it's definitely helped clarify some things in my mind and hopefully also for for you listening today. Thank you so much, Marin. Thank you so much, Kathy. It was amazing to talk to you as always. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. You can find out more about Kathy at her website, kathypresden.com, and Marin at her website, onmind.me. Wishing you all the best until we connect again next time.